Hi everybody, this is Chip Taylor, and you have tuned into the Church of the Trainwreck. I'm glad you're here. Uh, we're going to shift uh, a little bit. I'm going to go back in time for this little story uh, on the church. It's going to take me back to when I was seven years old. And the first thing I want to tell you about this story is I want to, because it, it focuses on my father, and I, and I don't want you to think he was at all a bad guy. He was a great guy. He was a poor kid that uh, hopped the fence of a golf course when he was a little kid and got to be friendly with the members and practiced like crazy, got to be a very good golfer and became a, uh, a professional. When he was 16 years old, he was given the job of working at the country club and making a living, and, and his day off was Monday. And uh, Mondays were magical days for the Voigt boys. And my Chip Taylor is my stage name. Given name was James Wesley Voigt, and 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 Mondays were great. So Dad would get us off of school early. <laughs> told, told, told the principal it was a Czechoslovakian hot holiday, <laughs> and off we'd go to the hot dog stand, to the train station, to see movies, and uh, loved our days with our dad and our mom. They're just great days, and he would tell us stories every night. And for a while, he would tell us stories that he that we. Thought he was a golf pro, but he really is going to swore us to secrecy, secrecy, to tell us that he was really an FBI agent, and that's what he really did at night. He went down the docks and hunted for the underworld figures, and uh, and I believed him till I was thirteen. <laughs> uh, my friend of mine was going to school. Said, "What does your father do?" And I said, "Well, Willie." People think he's a golf pro, and then all of a sudden it hit me. I said, my father is a golf pro. Anyway, that, it, it was a charming thing. So that was the good stuff about my dad, very good stuff. Okay, now I'm going to tell you a story that what happened to us, and you think this is, starts off as a very good and kind story. He took his boys when I was about seven years old, and Barry was nine, John was eight, took us to the zoo, and we went to the uh, monkey cage. And Dad said, okay, boys, watch this. And he had some peanuts, and he took one peanut out, and he walked over to the cage and handed it to the monkey. The monkey jumped up on the cage, took the peanut, sat on the floor, opened it up, started eating it. Huh. He looked up at my father, like, oh, it's a good thing here. My father said, okay, boys, watch again. He took the peanut put it up to the cage, monkey came up, got the peanut, sat on the floor, looked up at Dad. I could swear he was smiling. He was just the happiest monkey you could imagine. Then Dad said, boys, pay attention. Dad got us huddled together, and he took the peanut. He opened the peanut up, the peanut shell up, and he took the peanut out and threw it on the floor. Then he put the peanut shell back together again, walked up to looked at the monkey, passed it to him, the monkey looked at Dad, took the peanut, sat on the floor, opened it up, there was no peanut there. Well, that monkey got so mad, he jumped up on that cage and he started shaking that cage looking at my father. He was so angry at him, and my brothers were laughing like hell. 
And uh, me, I felt terrible. I felt so bad for that monkey. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of kept that story inside me. And somebody showed me on YouTube not too long ago. It was uh, in 2014. It was at a, a TED Talk. And it was an excerpt from Franz DeWall's TED Talk. And uh, this fellow professor was there. And there was a student, group of students. I seemed like college students, maybe 40 of them. And there was a monkey cage, two monkeys in it, and separated by another steel barrier. But they could see each other. And the monkey had a test. The, mo the monkeys had a test to do. They would take, I think it was a stone or something, and pass it out. And when they would pass it out, the uh, professor would uh, give them a, a, a piece of cucumber, a little piece of cucumber. And they loved it. They took it. Ate the cucumber, sat down, and just like my father. Remember the monkey looking at my father? He looked at the professor, put a rock in it, put a cucumber in the one little space and put a cucumber in the other one. They both took the cucumber. Then they both put a rock out, and the professor put a cucumber in the one space and took some grapes and put some grapes in the other space. And the monkey was eating the cucumber, looked over, saw his friend over there had grapes. Huh. What? He quickly took a rock, put it back into place, and the professor again handed him a cucumber. Well, when that professor handed him a cucumber, that monkey went crazy, just like the monkey in the story about my father. And guess what the students did? All the students, just like my brothers, they started to laugh. They were laughing like crazy. So anyway, that's the story, Chuck. Here's my friend, is the voice of the uh, the church of the train wreck. And Chuck, why don't you, <laughs> I don't know if you want to introduce the song or tell your opinion about it, but then go ahead and introduce the song, which is... Uh, uh, from an album which we have recorded, and and I'm not sure, Ch Chuck, you can maybe give him some information about that. But anyway, that was the story of Dead, Dead and the Monkey. Okay, Chuck, what do you got to say? Well, a few observations on your story, Chip. First, though your dad may not have had a secret job with the FBI, he did seem to be some sort of a behavioral psychologist, and he clearly enjoyed his role as a father and teacher. Not that many dads would devote most of his only day off to his boys each week. Second, uh, while the behavior of the two monkeys in these stories are similar, the situations are quite different. In the TED Talk experiment, the monkey that gets mad sees another monkey getting favored treatment. In the story of your dad and the monkey, there is no other monkey. The monkey with your dad doesn't see another monkey getting favorite treatment. This monkey seems to be figuring out that your dad is playing a trick on him, which might suggest a higher level of cognition. But as much as you remember the monkey's response, it is your older brother's laughing that seems to burn in your memory even more. You felt empathy for the monkey. 
Maybe a early sign of your writing to come. Anyway, let's listen to the song Dad and the Monkey to be released soon on an album of the same name. The monkey jumped up on the fence. He took a peanut from my dad, but it was just a shell. He got mad as hell. Dad was just playing with him. I felt bad for the monkey. I always felt bad for that monkey. The monkey just sat on the floor. He looked at the four of us, didn't want no more of us, didn't want to be fooled again. Didn't want to be played with. Felt bad for the monkey. I always felt bad for that monkey. Felt like throwing him a real one and making him my friend, but it didn't. So the story ends. Oh, I lied about that. Two, three. Be friends with the monkey. Be friends with the dog. Be friends with the horses. And the little bitty frog. Be friends with the birds and the trees. Friends with the monkeys. monkey just jumped on the fence, took the peanut from my dad, it was just a shell, he got mad as hell, didn't want to be played with, dad was playing with him, I felt bad for that monkey, I always felt bad for that monkey, felt like throwing him a real one and make him my friend, but I didn't, so the story is. Be friends with monkey. Be friends with dog. Be friends with the horses and the little bitty frog. Be friends with the birds and the trees. Be friends with the monkeys. Here you are, ready? Everybody, too. Be friends with the monkey. Be friends with the dog. Be friends with the horses, horses and the little bitty frog. Be friends with the birds and the trees. Be friends with the monkeys. Be friends with the birds and the trees. Be friends with the monkeys. Be friends with the birds and the trees. Friends with the monkeys. <laughs> okay, thanks. Thanks for playing that, Chuck. Uh, just a little epilogue to this story. I, when I talk to my brothers about this, you know, and talk to them about it, now, you remember when, when you boys were eight and nine, the monkey incident? And they both remember it very well. They said, yeah, yeah, you were very upset. <laughs> and they're still chuckling about it. I said, you still feel that way after all? You... And they, they uh, never say anything, but they just, uh, in other words, I think they had their laugh then, and they're still getting a little laugh out of it now. Not me. <laughs> all right. Chuck, uh, 
sign us off here. Good to be with you. Okay, Chip. So that'll do it for this episode. And so until the next time, so long from the Church of the Trainwreck. Say hello to Woody Guthrie. Say hello to Town San Johnny Hank and Lefty and the wisdom of the common man. Just come on in, listen to the violin. Leave your trouble on the front porch steps. Welcome to the church of the train wreck. Oh Lord, don't need no breaking here. Oh Lord, don't need no breaking here. Up on board, you are my engineer. I've got places yet.